Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are at episode 8 of Stick to the Gimmick. Spencer Davies here alongside Martin David Harp. Of course, bringing you the latest in NXT, WWE, and everything else. I still can't get used to Daylight Savings Time. I'm kind of tired right now. We're doing this at 11.26 a.m. Eastern time, but it's really 10.26 based on what we were used to in the winter. That makes you sound like such a piece of shit. Why? It's 10.30 and I can't be awake. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know what? The Cleveland Cavaliers have been on a six-game West Coast road trip. Red trip. Road trip. Road. Road, road. trip. Road trip. Road. So, I have been up to the crack of ass... I went to bed at 4 o'clock last night. It sucked. I mean... It's terrible. That's your fault. Why is to, that my fault? I went to bed at like 12. Well, good for you. I wish I could have done the same. You biffed it. But I haven't. And we're recording this now because it's March Madness time, everybody. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about wrestling. March Madness is trash. You're trash. You're hot take. You heard it here first. Uh, Martin is trash. I, dude, I hate, you heard co- it. I hate college sports. You heard it here first. I am 14 of 16 on the first day, by the way, so hopefully we'll be having the same success going into next week, but we're done talking about basketball and we're getting into wrestling. Okay, so this past week's episode of NXT, before we get into that, we are on Twitter at GimmickPod. We are on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StickToTheGimmick. I am on Twitter at SpinnyWrestling, and if you want to follow my basketball takes, I'm at SpinDavies, and then Marty is at MartinDavidHarp. On everything. On everything. All of them. All the platforms, Snapchat. Don't add me on Snapchat. You um, just ruined that for yourself. Uh, the other ones that people use sometimes. Uh, Twitter. That's the one I'm looking for. Oh, <laughs> you know, I haven't of, used Twitter. Kind in a of minute. an kind of an important one, huh? I, well, I haven't used it in a while. Yeah, kind of an important one. Okay, so uh, we started off with Sanity versus uh, Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. It was basically a squash match, like we predicted. Yeah, um, you know. Alexander Wolf and Eric Young did work, dude. Eric Young's really good in the ring. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're kind of under underusing him, but it, I mean, maybe this time is just coming. But he's been underused since he was put into Sanity, though. Because I mean, he has he, to fall into a tag role. Maybe it's just and a, like Sanity yeah. was on top for a while, but it's not like they've been a permanent or like a mainstay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah. so um, Sanity, he's been kind of underutilized since he. he did he have any singles competition really, or did he come in right away and do sanity? I know that they said he on the came. Episode, in, you know when he debuted, he was actually a face, and he faced Samoa Joe 
in the main event of one of them. But then he was on a hiatus for like three or four months, and then he had the sanity gimmick. With well, they they said that they formed this. They said on this episode, they formed sanity on the 2016 Dusty Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's been in it for two years. That's crazy. It's been two years. Two years. Yeah. What the heck? So, dude, that is insane. It feels like just yesterday when I saw those promos, I was like, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Yeah, that's been two years that he's been in Sanity. Yeah, so they advance to the semifinals. Sanity's going to take on the winner of Mustache Mountain and Orny Lorcan and Daddy Birch. So, actually, I, we said that last week uh, that could be the this show stealer there for the first round, um, and I still believe that. Um, so that's the update on the Dusty Classic on that end. Um, before we get to the second match, there was a match in between the two tags. Like I told you, there were two tags on this week's episode. I last week didn't believe it. You you completely shot me down. I did. So uh, suck it. Um. So the next match was Lacey Evans versus Dakota Kai. Um. Good to see Dakota Kai back. We saw her at the live event last week, uh, or two weekends ago. Um. Now that I'm thinking about it, but she looked good. Um. She beat Lacey Evans on the roll-up, uh, and then, of course, after that, Shayna Baszler came out, cornered her, uh, and then Ember Moon came to the rescue. Uh, Ember beat her up pretty good, but then got kind of... I'm Dude, can, I'm going to interrupt. I'm so done with it. I'm still done with it. I'll Why? always be done with it. I'm I actually starting to get I okay with it. I don't care at all, man. I'm starting to get into it because Ember showed a mean streak. I like Ember with a mean streak. Dude, I don't know. Like I, sh- Ember was... Freaking phenomenal when she was facing Asuka. Like, it was great. I was all for that feud and everything, the whole thing. Now, I just don't care at all. You're just kind of that guy that just misses everybody. I feel like you, there, there's no one replacing the the four horsewomen in your heart. I feel like that's where you're at right now. I mean, you can't even try and tell me that that division has been at the same level it was. Right, We kept, we've, we've kept on talking about this. You know, over the past few weeks. Um, but they're trying. You know, they're trying. You can only work with what you got. Yeah, but I mean, I don't have to care. I mean, I think they're doing a good job of trying to make it happen. I mean, yeah, they're they're definitely trying. It's just it's not connecting with me at so, all. So basically what happens is Shayna got Ember cornered. Dakota Kai came over on the apron and did the running kick thing. Like the huluva kick kind of, but from the apron. I kind of like that if that's her finisher. Uh, her whole gimmick is team kick, by the way. Also, so they they announced that it was Ember, yes, um, yes. versus Shayna at Takeover. Correct. What the hell was the point of the whole Kyrie Sane thing and like all Maybe that? Maybe it's not. Well, they you know what I mean? They announced matches ahead of time. I think this is going to be a fatal four because like why would add yeah, people? Why would Dakota Kai do that in the corner? Obviously, to you know, to help Ember out, but. Um, well, you know, Dakota maybe... Kai got injured, quotation well, yeah. marks, by Shayna. Yeah, but what if they're adding her and Kyrie to the mix? Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm okay with that, just because then I don't have to watch a Shayna Amber match again. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. And then what... I can just like hold hope that like Kyrie or um, well, we're well, what's we'll... her face can win. I just blank on both their names. Kyrie Sane or Dakota um, Kai. Dakota Kai. Yeah. Can win. So, yeah, maybe it's going to be a fail four right? Who knows? But uh, it's good to see Dakota Kai back. Uh, Shayna sold that that uh, <laughs> that eclipse pretty well, too. Uh, she kind of, like, fumbled a little bit after the 
the jump off the top rope. But she uh, ended up like kind of, she kind of sold it like a super kick. They, and they like stressed the fact that it was one armed. Well, she's still one armed. Ember's still one armed. I understand that, but like, you hate the one armed. I it makes no sense. Yeah, it's like, oh god, he gave him a stunner with one arm. Okay, cool. That's a move that happens all the time. You're you're you are a wrestling curmudgeon right now. I just you just poo poo on everything. I poo poo on that segment because it's stupid and it doesn't make sense and I don't like it and I'm done with it. And you're going to poop with the next thing we're going to talk about, too, and that's Tommaso Ciampa coming out. I didn't like that, yeah. I liked it, though, because it's a very powerful story to do the same exact thing two weeks in a row, but to change one element about it. So Ciampa last week basically came out and was going insane because the the crowd was... Well, this crowd was more smarmy last week, you know, talking about Johnny Sucks. There were no pro Ciampa chants. And again, they they can suck it. Um... But uh, this week, it was a very pro-Johnny crowd. They had all the signs with his logo up. I love his logo, by the way. Um, and you could see it with, with all of those signs up and chanting, we want Johnny and Champa sucks, that it just keeps getting to him. And, I mean, there's still a little bit of time here until TakeOver New Orleans, so they're letting this thing marinate real nice. Champa hasn't said a word. He grabbed the mic both weeks. Yeah, but hasn't there's, said a word. there's one taping left. So what? He's going to say something then. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, it's going to be, this is going to be a match if it gets made, which I, there's no, I cannot believe that they wouldn't make this match. I'm telling you. Because we've got four matches set for TakeOver. I'm telling takeover. you, man. We've got Do four, it on Mania weekend. We've got four matches set for TakeOver. A match that we're not going to talk about. It's going yeah, to probably happen next week. The tag title mm-hmm. uh, finals. Yep. The women's title and the NXT title. Correct. We got four matches. Correct. Which leaves us with the fifth, if which is, would be a non-title match, which would be that match. I don't know. Maybe the UK championship thing we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Or they added five title matches. Yeah, I was going to say. And you have Gargano and Champa finish it on the main roster right away. I'm no, telling you, dude, dude, I, I told, would hate if they ended that on the main roster. I'd hate it. I wouldn't because everyone, every smart and every wrestling fan's aware of that feud right now. Yeah, that's I know. It's not played dumb. And that's usually what Mania Weekend is, is just a every, like, smart is in the crowd. Exactly. But everyone's going to know what's going on, so it's not going to take away from it. I want that at a takeover. That's where it should end, is at a takeover. That's fair, but Johnny Unless, Gargano is not they, they might give that takeover more time. We don't know that either. Oh my gosh! If there was a three-hour takeover, they might pretty, do it. They might do a three-hour. That'd takeover. be pretty badass. Because it's tech, it's Mania weekend. It's technically like it could just be you know NXT's big Mania ish that, that that takeover. They could give that three hours, and if they do that, they could add two matches. That'd be pretty badass. I will I will say that. Um, so uh, as I mentioned, there was an amazing match. Uh, this was the this was technically the main event. It didn't close close the show. But this was the main event. It was Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne for the UK title. Man, dude, <laughs> those are some those are some hard hitting guys. We said it was going to be a physical battle. Um, everything around the chemistry with them was perfect. Uh, Pete Dunne and that joint manipulation. Pete I still also, don't know how he does that stuff. Pete Dunne played face in that match. He did, but he didn't. No, he did. He did. But he he did. Didn't. No, he definitely did. As long as they don't tweak the character, I'm okay with him being a good guy. No, I'm, I'm saying he definitely still played. He was still Pete Dunn. 
Pete Dunn was still Pete Dunn. He was still the bruiserweight, but he played face in that match. Of course, because which was nobody just like, can like Undisputed Era. They're a bunch of they're a bunch of douches as their it, characters. It was so weird to see him like not being that that piece of shit in the ring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was so weird to see him like almost like playing for the crowd. There was no point but where he, he played to the crowd. The yeah. But like there was, it, it felt he like was he was more tweener than yeah. heel. But. Especially at the end of the match. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Um. So, the joint manipulation is always amazing. I have no idea how he does the snapping thing and fakes that. Yeah. I, because he he like must make a noise with his mouth or something when he's doing that. Like I don't see how you can fake that. And and Cole sells, sells it so good. Um. We saw some moves by Adam Cole that uh I have never seen before. I forget which one it was. I think it was a a, a suplex kind of weird looking. I don't know what it was. That helps. Yeah. Um, but Pete Dunn with his X-Plexes. Those are so cool. Onto the apron. I love those. Oh, the onto the apron one was so nice. Um, Adam showed a little bit more than he, even in some takeovers, has shown uh, that from his moveset that he hasn't even used yet. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, uh, at the end, uh, Pete Dunn was going to get him into the uh, X-Plex and ended up uh, getting interfered by the era, they ended the match, um, and a DQ. So the title didn't change hands. Um, then after that, they started beating down on Pete Dunne, and as you said, he was acting as the face there. And then Roddy Strong comes out and helps him try to clear the ring. And it took a little bit, but they ended up clearing the ring. Um, and then after Roddy extends his hand for a handshake, Pete. Doesn't slap his hand away, but it was like an awkward shoulder. shoulder. It was so awkward. It was like this awkward shoulder tap, like. And you heard Nigel McGuinness go, "Well, that's Pete Dunne's sign of respect." Like, uh, I don't know. That was so weird, but but it felt like it like wasn't. Pete doesn't do that stuff, so yeah. I'm thinking because neither three have a direction right now. And uh, I'll get to this later, but uh, Roddy's no longer in the 205 Live tournament. Maybe there's a triple threat at New Orleans for the UK title. No. Why wouldn't you like that? I'm not saying I wouldn't like that. I'm just saying no. Okay. So you think there's still something else coming up? Well, I know what Adam Cole's doing. Oh, you already do? Yeah. You're the worst. Dude, I... Stop. Okay. Delete the WWE. Time out. Time out. Spoiler alert right now for... A potential spoiler alert for NXT TakeOver. Skip forward 30 seconds right now if you do not want to hear it, because I'm going to say it really fast. Adam Cole is in the match that was spoiled by the WWE. Oh, he is? Yes. Oh, okay. There you go. Then so is, I Roddy, know what, is Roddy in Peter? I don't remember. I just remember it's Adam Cole. I think Velveteen's in it too, but I don't remember. Okay. It's a multi-man match. Okay. And Yeah, um, it's like six. Yeah, and it's for that new title that they... Yeah. Uh, that they said that they were bringing back. I hope you're not listening, people, because he said 30 seconds, and there's no way that was 30 seconds. That was definitely 30 seconds. I said that pretty fast. Okay, good. I said, from the second I said 30 seconds, I started. Okay. Well, but hopefully yes. you guys skip that. Um, but yeah, uh, you'll find out next week what we're talking about. Well, it was on the taping that is for next week, so it might be on next week's episode or it might be the week after, but okay. it was on the taping that would be next week. Oh, because they double they double tape they, shows. Yeah, yeah, they double tape. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, uh, in in that case, uh, UK title with Pete Dunn. Where are they going with that? I don't know. 
Because Rodney, I haven't Rodney what, and him already faced off. Yeah, I haven't known what they're doing with the UK title since for like three months. Maybe they're maybe. just having him face Rand. At this point, I am convinced that an American person is going to take it from him just because they keep stressing you know, he's going to be the first American UK champion. It's like there's only been two UK champions. You, you would hate this, but I think I'd be all for it. And because he's actually British and no one's really ever brought it up, what about Jack Gallagher? He'd have to come down? 205 Live isn't really the main roster anymore. No. And... And you know how good Jack's in the ring. He showed that against Neville yeah, last but then, year. But then you'd have to have Jack be, be done. And you know, and you know, Jack's kind of a heel now. Yes, but then you'd have to make Jack beat Pete Dunn. Why? Because Pete Dunn has a championship. But why would Pete Dunn lose it? What? Why wouldn't why why couldn't Pete <laughs> Dunn just retain it? No, you said have Jack. No, have Jack have face. Jack. Oh, I thought you meant face. have Jack win it. No, face. Oh, okay. Face. Yeah, if they face each other, go for it. I don't care. I Just have that, Pete th- win it. I think that'd be I thought great. you meant having Jack go over Pete for the title, and I was like... And they're both... That's ridiculous. Ultra-physical. Jack is an MMA guy that came into the WWE world and is killing it right now in 205 Live, and we'll get to that tournament later in the podcast. Um, but I think those two would be excellent with each other. Um... The show finished out with Aleister Black and uh, Andre de Cien Almas. We didn't talk about with... Street Profits. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. Sorry about the boys. Uh, it was a fun 10-minute match. It was a really fun 10-minute match. And uh, thank you for stopping me because if we didn't show any love to both of our favorite fun tag teams in NXT, that would have been probably very disrespectful. Um <laughs> Can we just talk about, we continually discuss this, but Otis Dozovich's facial expressions make my life. Hey, dude, the Chris Farley of NXT, I I cannot handle him, and I love it so much. There was a part in their entrance where the camera was zoomed in on Tucker Knight, like it was supposed to be the attention on Tucker Knight, and in the very right corner, you just saw Otis with his usual Chris Farley face, and I about lost. Dude, I I just I can't handle it. Um, at the Vigari, the, the Vigari, at the very beginning of the, the Vigari, at the very beginning of the match, um, Otis had Montez Ford cornered. Montez took a sip out of his little cup. And then he gave it to Otis. Otis drank it. And newsflash, there was actually liquid in the cup. I, I didn't believe it. I didn't think there was anything in there. I'm guessing it's water. Yeah. But Otis it chugs like it water. down and then does this, like, Hulk up thing and, like, gyrates his body. He did the stupid the arm pump thing, dude. I can't, <laughs> I can't handle anything that dude freaking does, man. <laughs> and then he throws the cup up and then it just absolutely like pancakes Montez. Um They might but, be those might be my two favorite tag teams. They they are which really is fun. Ridiculous because you I, don't usually like happy go lucky stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I I didn't like Street Profits Street Profits when they first debuted. first started. Yeah. Because I think I've said it before, they were just Shad and JTG to me. That's mm-hmm. what they felt like. They felt like a knockoff of that. But and I, they got their own. I thing. said it after we saw them live. Yeah. It was that live NXT event turned you turned me around yeah. to them completely, and I like I love them now, and I actually think that they might win the whole thing. Wow, that that's and here's my reasoning bold. too. It's bold. They faced they, they undisputed faced... era for the tag titles in that live event. They could just be doing that to prepare, to prepare themselves them. for takeover. And also, 
They'd have to take down AOP. Yeah. That's crazy mm-hmm. if they did that. And if they take down AOP, that's a huge step yeah, step for them. That's step. like a, hey, guys, we trust you, and we're letting you have AOP to show that we're trusting That'd be you. monumental. Yeah. Um, I, but I think I they're my pick now. I think they might win. Wow, wow, wow. And if they and then if they lose, then AOP's winning because they've taken out both my picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marty's not doing so good in this bracket selection right no. now. Um I always take the undercard. Or the yeah, under yeah, 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 what the, I always do. The underdogs, yep. Um so Street Profits ended up advancing. On a fantastic frog splash. Oh my god. Oh my goodness. Uh uh, who was it that held down the rope? Because they were going for that compactor. Like, a heavy machinery was going for their finisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one person pulled down the rope. Oh, it was uh, it was Angelo. Angelo pulled down the rope. And then... No. Angelo was being held by Otis. Montez pulled down the rope, tagged himself in, and then he did the frog splash. And like you said, that thing was nasty. Yeah. It reminded me of RVD a little bit. He's got that, like, RVD... Uh, height going on with yeah him. it was high yeah he got up there he's got it wasn't the one at the live event ridiculous too i don't remember I, i'm pretty sure that one was too and he got hurt off of one of those um at least uh for the next night in nxt well, i don't know if it was off live, the frog splash but... but he definitely hurt his mouth at some point yeah yeah he got hurt at some point but he's okay i think he's me right um, i mean obviously he was on nxt right <laughs> you're right about that so, uh, we have three teams in the Final Four right now. Yep. AOP, Street Profits, Sanity, Sanity and uh, Mustache the Mountain. winner of Mustache Mountain and Oni Lurkin. I'm going to take, take Which Mustache is going to be the best match of the four, by the way. I'm just telling you right now. Those guys can go. And they're giving them uh, their own show, too. Remember, these two teams that just faced uh, uh, to get to the second round had the same show. They had their quarterfinal matchups on and Oni Larkin and Danny Birch they might just they own. might do the final four one of the final four matches as well as that match though you think yeah well I, they, we, they'd only be able to do the AOP Street Profits one but they might right who knows I mean there's no, no reason but the not quarter, like no did. but the quarterfinal though like they're gonna have their own show to do it I'm saying they might do the final, like the semifinals oh the and, and the, the semi and the quarter like mm-hmm. the one the one side of the bracket and then Okay, I see what you're saying. I don't think they'll do that though. I mean, um, so the show. You ended... know what I just realized? Do they normally do they they do the Dusty Rhodes Classic at this time of the year every year? Yeah. Do they do it because of March Madness? I don't know. I don't think they do it every time this time of year though. I think they do it in the summer more, but maybe they did it because of March Madness this year. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did it in the summer last year and the summer before. Because you know how much the the the, 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 the you sound like Kurt Angle. God. Double double You know how much they like to. Just steal ideas. Steal ideas from Santino and the Jeremy Lin storyline. Yeah, like they, <laughs> yeah. that's all they do. Yeah, they do, is do just that steal a lot. stuff that's happening. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's why they were doing it. it was because of March Madness and like we need our own bracket. Damn it! It's smart though. I th- I like I like that mentality. Um, so the show closed with Alistair Black and Andrade Cien Almas contract signing. And uh, I mean, uh, Alistair comes out to the ring in his nice tight suit. Walks up uh, with the smoke and everything. Still, that was pretty funny. Um, he did that. Um, yeah, he did a that a couple actually, weeks ago. Yeah, with uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. But he wasn't in the suit though, was he? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Oh, during the promo, yeah, when Killian came out. That's right. Um, and then Adrade's music hits. Um, only Zelina comes out to the ring, 
and starts again. She's such a commander of that microphone. She's so good. I love her. They, she she's needs, great. She's really she's good. She's really, really good. She is really, really good at her job. Yes. Um. Oh, I forgot. William Regal was in the ring, so we got to hear your... Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what he said. He didn't yeah, say like, anything, did he? Two fantastic competitors. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to, to for the contract signing of the NXT Championship match between Andrade Cien Almas and this man. Oh, yeah. And that's then, right, and that's, then, and then, and then Alistair, he, was, he didn't yeah. say Alistair Black's name yeah, for yeah, whatever yeah. reason. Yep. Yep. I don't know why I whispered, but he does actually speak kind of soft. Um. Anyways. The logistics behind this segment did not make sense to me. And again and again and again, I point out how I do not like Alistair talking and talking more. This week is why. He turned into a typical WWE face. Mm-hmm. I do not like it. And I didn't like the segment. It seemed pointless. Um, There was really not much that came from it. Um, I like how when... Selena came out and she was like, Almas isn't here, blah, blah, blah. Then Alistair started like looking around and he looked underneath the table. Like, that was funny. Yeah, that was cool. That was okay. I'm all right with that. And then he moved the table and then he sat down in the middle of the ring. And then he made a short joke. Ha 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 ha. And I was like, okay, I'll give it to you. Then he made another one. And I was like, no, that's too much. Stop. And then they talked back and forth. She signed it. Oh, he made up a word during his promo too, by the way. Did he? I forget what it was, but it was for comparison. In comparison <laughs> to me. <laughs> but 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 I mean Alistair's not. Yeah. He, you know, he's obviously Dutch. So, but, um, but that was really funny when he said that. In comparison to me. <laughs> and you heard the crowd go, What? <laughs> but and then so like he gets uh under Selena's skin, she signs the contract, then she slaps him, and then I don't remember if he signed he signed after she slapped him. He did. He did. And then he's like, I'm glad you didn't come out. Or I'm glad you came out alone because I because I didn't. And then Candace comes out, which what? And this is fine to set up the Candace Zelina match that we're definitely begging to see. And we we saw part of it at the live event two weeks ago when it was the mixed tag mm-hmm. for the main event. Um, but yeah, that was weird. That was really weird how they set it up. Have Candace come out on her own? Yeah, and you know, then, like, like they were like, super leaving because they. NXT usually does that seamlessly. Like she'd be up on the stage or something, and then Candace could come behind and. And then they like know. made them super buddy buddy. Like Alistair and Candace were super buddy buddy, dude. They're, it they're, was dude, so weird. NXT does not usually do this, but that was typical main roster garbage. Yeah, where they made Alistair all happy. I don't like it, and it ruined it a little for me. And I'm telling you, the more you see him on television, the more they're gonna try to do that. So they got to stop doing that. Keep with the backstage vignettes. Keep doing that stuff. That's fine. Well, I mean, he's winning at TakeOver, period. But they better not freaking change his character. And so, like, he's going to be more prominent with the title. Make him a heel. Think, yeah, Make yeah, you, him you could. a heel. But he's too, After he wins. He's too Make good him a heel. To, for people to hate him. That's true. But so what? There's a lot of those guys. He's like Adam There's Cole. There's a lot of those guys. There's a lot of those girls. He's like Adam Cole. That's fine. Where Adam Cole's like, the crowd still be loves a heel. that man. You can, still, you can still play to the crowd and be a heel. Yeah. It's, prob- it's, it's possible. Uh, one more thing. Um, 
Can we change Candice LeRae's theme song, by the way? I don't, it even, sounds re- like I don't a, even remember it. It sounds so. like a Disney Channel original theme song for a freaking sitcom. Like, it, it, it's not good. I mean, I understand she's a face, but make it more upbeat. Like, Johnny's is perfect. It fits his personality. <laughs> Candice's personality, I feel, falls right in line with Johnny's. Give her a more upbeat, more rocky theme song. You know, like, more rock in there. Just not... We are the no, I'm not going to take her seriously if that's her theme song. Sorry. So we're going to have to change that. What was that again? <laughs> I don't know what the, the, the lyrics are, surprisingly, because I know every lyric to every theme song in WWE. But um, <laughs> that right there uh, was the episode of NXT. Um, and hopefully at New Orleans we get a good show. It's shaping up to be a good one. Uh, and like we said before, we're not going to spoil it, but there's going to be a big announcement in next week's show or the week after that. So be locked. Do you in know for what that. it is? You don't know what it is, do you? No, I know what it is now. Oh, you know what? Because Brian ruined it for me. <laughs> because he was actually at the NXT tapings for it and had pictures with Johnny and stuff. And we, I, I texted him I'm like, you should have told Johnny about our story. <laughs> Hopefully it got to Johnny because I know you tweeted at him. Yeah, I, t- I tagged him in him. Uh, and hopefully everyone enjoyed that story. Um, so, so you know who's in that match then, right? Oh, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I know. Yes, I do. And I'm so mad that I got that spoiled. But uh, it'll be cool to talk about once it airs. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the matches at, just to review, for the matches at TakeOver uh, New Orleans, Shayna versus Ember Moon Boo. for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, Alistair Black versus Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Championship. Match of the night. The Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. And then the other match that we're not spoiling. And then potentially a UK Championship match. It's not that the, it's not the uh, Dusty Finals. It's the, it'll be the tag ma- the tag championship. The finals will take place the week before, probably. The Oh, you're right. You're right. The Dusty... The Dusty Finals happen before to find out who's facing Undisputed. Yeah, it's the actual tag match at um, TakeOver. Yep, good call, good call. All right, so uh, quick thoughts on the main roster. I actually have uh, quite a few here because uh, things are heating up. Mania weekend is fast approaching. Marty is excited as hell to go to Vegas, I'm sure. Dude, you know why I'm the most excited to go to Vegas? One, I'm going to bet on Mania because I don't know where you can bet on mania in the united states besides vegas besides in vegas yeah i know like there's like websites you can but any website i've ever seen is uk based and you can't bet on it in america marty throw down a thousand dollars on roman to win like a (laughs) hundred dude no i'm dude i'm i'm dead serious so i'm about to bet on like a 80 percent of these matches for real all right especially takeover Cool. Because we'll be in, like, I'll be in Vegas before TakeOver happens. And I'm definitely about to throw some money down on TakeOver. That's another thing, though. I don't know how betting on um, predetermined wrestling matches works. Oh, with, like, DQs and stuff? Well, no, like... I'm sure there's a way that people explain it. I'm talking, like, like lines and, like, payouts and, sh- like, all that. Yeah. How does that work? That's a good question. Because you can't have, like, a spread. Vegas makes the lines. You can't have, like, anything like that. You know what I mean? Like It's, it's just probably like, just straight money line. Like, like because like, that's what, there's a lot of, you know. And I don't know how money, money lines, lines work, so I'm going to have to look up some stuff before I go there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. You won't have any spreads or you won't have any over. You could probably bet over under on match time. I bet you that's a possibility. There's probably somewhere where you can bet on, like, the absolute absurd parts of matches. Like, will this yeah. match end in a DQ? Yeah. Will this person come out during this match, like, type of stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, I'm betting on all those matches. But dude, the prop I'm, bet's got to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to all the coffee places. I bet that's that was what that he was has, what my he has story coffee was. right now. It's true. He's, I made he's, it. He's, he's yep. He I made didn't it. technically make it. I I grinded it and put it in a coffee maker. But I consider that making it. Uh, quick thoughts on the main roster. Uh, Braun Strowman surprisingly wins the battle royal for the tag team number one contendership to face the bar at WrestleMania. I hope they keep him by himself because that actually gives me interest. If they bring it, like, like don't get me wrong. I like, I wanna, I wanna see Big Show back for like one more run. Oh or my something. god, shut up! But, but that's that's so cool to me, Braun. We we were asking about what his direction was, and you know, like, I have. You continue. I'm okay. sorry. I just thought of something that we need to talk about. Okay. 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 Uh, the, you know, we thought it might have been with Elias at WrestleMania, and then he crushed his throat with a piano. Um, <laughs> the piano meme, by the way, is my far and away favorite thing about this past Raw. I can't stop. I can't stop. Yeah, he keeps sending that. me pictures of the stupid promos with the text on the screen. That's him yelling piano. It's the funniest thing ever. And there's a Twitter account called Wrestling No Context. And someone like send it to it, and it was hilarious. That and the Kid Rock picture for the Hall of Fame, I died. What were they freaking? Thinking, I died, dude. It. He I died. looks like he is cracked out <laughs> in died. that picture. I died. It was hilarious. Um, but anyways, I am so intrigued by that match because I think the Bar actually has a chance to beat Braun Strowman, and you don't know who's gonna win that match. <coughs> Wait, <coughs> you're saying the Bar has a chance to beat Braun, or Braun has a chance to beat the Bar? Both. Okay, both because. <laughs> the bar is an established presence on the main roster. Yes. And and Braun has not faced one of those in quite some time since probably Roman or Brock, right? And that's two, three months ago. Yeah. So I love that concept. Um I wanted to address the Nia Jax Alexa Bliss storyline. Um for multiple reasons. Also, told you that was gonna happen. Nia versus Jax, Asuka versus Charlotte. You did. You did. And, and I think I agreed with you. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I agreed with you that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, that was before Elimination Chamber even happened. The people bitching about the storyline, I kind of just want to say it's not real. It's as if a movie with bullying characters was in it. Or if a TV show with, you know edgy kind of material and this isn't even edgy look i understand their pasts and their you know their battles um their personal battles and i'm completely empathetic of that but this stuff about you know wanting to change the storyline uh because it's quote-unquote you know body shaming or whatever stop it because if Nia wins at WrestleMania, and I think that's exactly what they're going to do, then the entire storyline wraps up perfectly. The The good guy wins. There's This is an actual like classic storyline of good versus bad. You know who to cheer and you know who to boo in this situation. And, and I feel like this is perfect because Alexa is coming off as a straight, off, straight up bitch in this storyline. And it's perfect. Because she's using and manipulating somebody that used to that that she supposedly used to care about, and Naya is seeing her true colors, and they could do without the the you know the the overly emotion you know emotion stuff, the crocodile tears. Yeah, exactly. But Naya getting straight up pissed and and having more drive and passion, and actually winning this this Raw Women's Title at 
at WrestleMania would be the perfect payoff. Um, so stop complaining about that. It's perfect. The best storylines in wrestling are personal. Would you agree? To an extent. Okay. But is it really going over the line though? If both of them signed off on it, signed signed off on it, we don't even know. Maybe it was their idea. I mean, you can say, is it over the line if both of them signed off on it? Just by looking at Punk when he faced Taker, when he poured, we were he poured Paul Bear's ashes. Ashes. Oh my God. You know, yes. and I mean, like they had Mooney's son okay with that. It wasn't something right. that they just did. Right. And like everybody was okay with it. Mm-hmm. But like you could look at that and be like, wow, that was just oh, yeah. that was too much. But I mean, everybody involved said it was okay. Right, right. And it gives it it gives it extra extra juice, you know? And I I've really been pulling for Naya because I think she's been doing fantastic work. I think her matches with Asuka were really good. Uh the one on Raw and the one uh at Elimination Chamber. So um I really hope she wins. And I mean Alexa's Alexa's a made woman on the show. There's nothing that's going to take away from her now. Mm-mm. She's she's a mainstay on the roster and one of the best. And then we've got... Um, I will like, say... Uh, just one... Just real quick. Go ahead. I will say this. They do go over the line when they make fun of, like, uh, you know, Asuka and, and Shin not being able to, to speak. cut promos. Yeah. Uh, like, like Alexa, like, talking about she doesn't speak English very well. Like, that's kind of... That's kind of a little too much, but the the storyline itself with Naya, I think, is fine. Um, and on the same side, the personal storylines. Then you move to Cena Taker, yeah, and you've got Cena doing the best Cena that he can, shooting which from is the hip, baby. The Cena who doesn't care on the mic is the best Cena that there ever is, and Cena is and will always be one of the best mic workers in that business. Yep, and I don't care it. what anyone says. Yep, just hit okay. Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that that's my laptop, guys. Sorry. Um, no, but you are so dead on with that, John. First of all, when he went into the crowd and actually took a sip of beer, I just stood up and clapped. See, I that was so cool. I missed all of that because I didn't watch Raw live, so I had to rely on what the WWE all the, the Twitter videos and stuff. So and he, so I only saw the promo about Taker. I didn't see what he did in the crowd. All I saw of that was like the gifts on Twitter. Okay, yes. I did see him like sip a beer, but I didn't see any of the exchange afterwards or before any of that. Yeah. So. so he started off the promo basically saying, you know, I you know, I don't have a road to WrestleMania or whatever, like and you're like, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna be sitting as a fan as you guys, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna be a bad thing because I get to cheer with you guys. He starts doing the this the, let's go Cena Cena sucks chant. Uh, he did start doing this. This is awesome chant. He's like, I could be sitting next to this guy and he's standing up with a beer and he takes a sip of beer and he like puts his hand up. And I was like, that was so cool. And then he goes into the ring and he's like, all right, I'll see you. He goes, wait a minute. If I'm not going to WrestleMania, then, then what does it matter if I say what I feel? He goes, fine, screw it. I challenged the undertaker to a match at WrestleMania. And then he said it like six times. Yeah. And then he just went off on Undertaker. And he and made it about Taker, not the company. He did. He's like, it's not them. They've been trying to make this happen. And he, you know what, He's like, though? get over your ego. Uh, you know, you're you're not as broken down as you seem, or you wouldn't be posting videos on your wife's Instagram of you working Also, out. dude, I went to um, her Instagram to see that video, man. He sounds like, su- he looks and sounds like such an old man when he's doing the workouts. Like, really? he, you can just see the age in Taker. 
Well, if he, if he got that hip replacement, maybe he moves better though. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is another thing that's got me thinking too. This is really personal. This is the most personal Taker storyline we've had in years, because Paul Bear was since twenty nine, or Brock, maybe Brock, not even really Brock. Yeah, because tw- um, the Taker match with Punk was Paul Bear, but Paul Bear was a staple to the Undertaker's character. Correct. Granted, they were friends behind the scenes, but the way that it was presented was, this is a staple to your character, and, you know, like, the Undertaker cares about Paul Bear, not Mark Calloway cares about um, Mooney. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, This is John Cena attacking the man that is the Undertaker. It is him attacking the person behind the character and mentioning the fact that the Undertaker's married on TV to a, a but he didn't say her by name. He didn't say Michelle Nicole. Yeah, but mentioning that he's married on screen, which hasn't been done since the Undertaker was Big Evil. So you're I'm thinking, thinking that I he know. comes back as Big Evil, not as the Undertaker. That you've he comes done back, it now. and that's another thing. <laughs> There's like Cena, you've done it now, man. Like that's but also Kid Rock is going into the Hall of Fame. Totally going to use Kid, yep, totally using Kid Rock's theme song. Dude, I'm calling it right now. That makes sense. And and I've seen a couple of those kind of rumblings and like kind of speculation about that. I would be thrilled because under if you think about it, it's storyline-wise it makes sense because he laid his Undertaker garb in the ring when yep, he left. That's the death of gave, that character. Gave Michelle McCool a hug. Went like you know, descended into the ground. Mhm. And then we, it sucks that we saw him at Raw 20 or, or 25. It was so pointless. It was so pointless. Uh, they shouldn't have had him come out like that. They should have had him come out, period. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, oh man, maybe, you know, maybe he, he'll, because, because you're thinking he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. If he comes back as big evil, that's awesome. Because that's something we haven't seen in years. And actually would be fitting to end his career um, because, Cena and him had great matches with that mm-hmm. with that uh, dynamic. So I think uh, that's a really good idea. I, I like it a lot. I don't know if they'll actually do it, because I know Vince, I don't think Vince liked that character. But at this point, who cares? Undertaker's got free reign to do done. whatever the hell he wants. Taker's done, yeah, and he's, yeah, he's untouchable. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, so like, I mean, I think it all makes sense. It's all there. It's all laid out to make that happen, and we'll see if it happens. I think it will. And but then we got on the other point is how long before Undertaker actually shows up and says something because the WWE's doing this whole we're going to advertise people and not have them show up thing right now. Yeah. Um they did it with Ronda where they said they themselves said Ronda will be on every, every Raw until Raw. WrestleMania. Yeah. Then she doesn't show up and then they quietly deleted the article. <laughs> um and then you've got Brock being falsely advertised continuously. Yeah. And so that's a hell of a way to, to go for a storyline, though. Like, if they're doing that on purpose with Brock. Oh, they 100% are doing that on purpose with Brock. How I, I, I think it's brilliant, though, because then you're just pissing people off, which, yeah. makes, you, which makes you they're trying Brock. to They're trying to make you not like Brock. And at this point, I, I, want, I only want Roman to win because I want the title to be a normal thing again. Yeah. Brock's had the title for a year. Yeah. I had, want, like, four title matches in a year. I want Roman to win because he's a good worker. Sorry, people. He's a good worker. He's a good. He's, he, he does good matches when he's not doing the stupid. I'm trying to be a rock promo, and he's trying to be the tough guy instead, and and not talking on the mic too much. I like that Roman. 
Sorry, I, I've said this for months now. I used to be the guy on Twitter who continuously tweeted boo when he was facing Braun, and and I still think that Braun's going to end up taking the title off of him eventually. But I am completely okay with Roman being the Universal Champion because who cares? We we haven't been on the Universal title as an actual fixture of the show in a year ever. Actually, Other- it's been longer than a year because Goldberg had it before Brock did. Yeah, it's been since Kevin Owens had the title. It's yeah, it's, it's been that long. It's the part-time title. It's the part-time title until somebody takes it from him. So, I am completely fine with that. Think about that. Yeah. It's been since Kevin Owens had the title. Kevin right. Owens is on SmackDown right now. Yeah. It's been since Kevin Owens had the title and Kevin Owens had the title because um Triple H like made that happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's how long ago that was to start Seth Rollins. That is how long ago that is. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. On to an actual meaningful title on the Raw show. Uh, Before we move on. (sighs) That was such a good segue. It was, but I'm going to totally dismantle it. Why couldn't you just... No, there is something we need to talk about because it is like the biggest story right now for the WWE. No Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Are you sure? Well, I mean, it's not They're going to do both. Now we have the... Fabulous Moolah. Battle Royal for the women's, the first ever one, but I know exactly where you're going with this. Fabulous Moolah was a piece of shit person, and it is coming out. A pimp. In tenfold, everywhere, oh, of how awful the, the, she was The reaction has been crazy. People have been like uh, campaigning to change it to like China anything. or Wendy Richter. Literally or... anything other than the worst female wrestler as a person to ever exist. That's crazy, dude. I was never aware of that until like I read that stuff on on Reddit. See, I knew like, about it before. Like the, when they were like cuz they they started shying away from her a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, that the the fact that she was a pimp had come out. The original screw job with her when she came out as the spider and pinned somebody on a one count to take the title away from them because they were potentially leaving. Um and that person, I think it was uh who did you just say, Wendy? What's last Wendy name? Wendy Richter. It was. I, I believe it was her. Okay. Um. She was. Her contract was coming up, and they weren't confident she was going to resign. But she said herself, she was never going to leave with the title. She would have dropped it before she left. But they didn't believe that, so they had Mula come out in the in a spider, and she was the spider, which like it was very obvious it was her, and she pins her on a one count, like very obviously kicks out the worst roll up ever, and. Um, Wendy's confused and still goes after her and rips the mask off of her and like tries to beat the shit out of her in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and like you can look it up, like just that's look crazy. up the match, like it's Dude, online. That's that's insane. And she to pimped me. out all of the women talent. She took a cut of their money. She forced them to pay her rent for staying on her compound. They and, had they had the entire you know uh, you know the sexual comp uh, part of it too. Yeah, like like with the you know pimping out women's wrestlers that she was training to she single-handedly killed the women's tag team division that like she told someone that something was going to happen and it didn't happen so they dropped the titles and then they canceled the division that's incredible um it's crazy it's all on reddit i i can't i can't credit i don't know a long time ago then i don't know who to credit this to because it was on reddit some dude posted a six thousand word essay about everything she did and all the proof and quotes from people involved like sweet georgia brown's family like legitimate investigative journalism on reddit a post about all of it and it's on there 
and it's I think it's it's either on the WWE subreddit or the Squared Circle subreddit. Yeah, it's one of those, but it's on there and just read it because it's everything it's wrong about the, evidence, the fact man. that it's... this should not be happening. And I'm sure they'll change it. Mm, I don't. They haven't. They haven't said a word. They haven't said a word. Yeah, but they're probably <laughs> they're probably going to rethink it because they're going to be some you know what it's hell to pay they, there. It, what needs to happen is Snickers needs to get word of this because Snickers is the sole sponsor of WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. And if they get word of it, done. Well, then you, there you go, people. You're petitioning the wrong people. Petition the sponsor. Then it, if it hurts the pockets, then they're going to change it. Mm-hmm. They don't give a shit about the. Uh, it's about just the other unbelievable to me that that. Hey, we're gonna commemorate the biggest piece of shit that we've had in this company that's incredible yeah that is so incredible i didn't and i didn't even know that mm-hmm. um so before we got into the serious discussion i had an amazing segue so i'm gonna say it again on to the actual title that matters on raw Miz going against finn balor and seth rollins finn balor and seth rollins went at it that match is gonna be amazing dude the match on raw was awesome do you know how finn won roll up roll up after the Falcon Arrow. Yeah. Or after the Superplex trying to go to the Falcon Arrow. For once, there was a logical finish. Yeah. So Finn studied uh, an opponent. He got the advantage because he knew Seth rolls into that Falcon Arrow. I just wanted to mention that because, oh my gosh, logic. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, so, was, it was really... It was surprising. <laughs> and it was a clean finish. There was nothing, you know, weird that happened. That match is going to be amazing if they give it the time it deserves. They will. They will. They will. And I hope Miz wins. I hope Miz wins, and I hope he gets the inter- Intercontinental title uh, record. By the way, when he says he's the longest reigning Intercontinental champion of all time, that means cumulative days. That doesn't mean in a row. Obviously, we know that Roman had the title for a while until he took him off, took it off him. Well, the longest reign is Honky Talk Man. Consistent reign, isn't it? Oh, consistent? I'm not sure. I think it's, I think it's Honky Tonk. I'm not sure. I know that the Miz right now is like... Cumulative days, though. I think uh, he's like he's second or third. It. Cody yeah. Cody Rhodes is like fourth or fifth. That makes sense because he had that. T- he's the one who turned it white, turned the title. Uh, oh back my to god, the, back to the eighties. That was the. Be- I remember that. Was yeah. that? Um, was that Hell in a Cell? Did he do that at that pay per view, or did he do he it did at it um, when he was feuding with Christian? No, he did it when he didn't he feud with uh, um, who? who Mister Perfect Son. Curtis over the IC. Axel? It wasn't Curtis Axel. No, dude, he feuded with a lot of people, but he made the title prestigious. But he made the title white. Yes. Dude, that was I. I marked out when he did that, man. Yeah. That yeah. was great. Come, come home, Cody. Come home, Cody. No, you dude, and your blonde hair. You and your blonde he hair. He is freaking killing it dude, over. Have him come back to NXT. ROH and uh, who cares NG, about the main roster? NJPW, dude. Just He's ha- killing it. Just have him come back to NXT like Drew McIntyre did. Drew McIntyre was gone for like two years. Dude, he's on top of the world. Yes, he, he is on top. There's no. I see no reason for him to ever come back he right will. now. He will though. He's he on top of the world. You know he will. Kenny Omega will come over too, and so and so. Okay, I I definitely believe Every- Omega will at one point come over, but right now he's also involved in one of the biggest storylines in history over there, the Golden Lovers. I had to. I there was uh, a oh tweet. the Golden yeah uh, with Abushi. I yeah, yeah I I there was a tweet that because I obviously know nothing about New Japan. I know nothing about anything that goes on over there except for like the matches and the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a tweet that I saw retweeted that was a thread. And it started, it was described, it was GIFs, and it was, you know, 280 characters per tweet that it described what the Golden Lovers were and why they were important in the history of it. And it's like a series of like 25 tweets. But, dude, that's a, 
very long standing story. Like, yeah, that's one of the like longest payoffs to a story I've seen in wrestling in a very long time. And dude, like they've got Cody doing the Omega thing right now on top of the world with Bullet Club. And then so the we're Golden just the Omega's Lovers. A face. Yeah. And then you got the Golden Lovers who are just like, that's one of the biggest storylines ever over there. So they do. Yeah, they do a really good job in New Japan. I wish they weren't on at like 3 a.m. Like I'd, I'd probably watch those shows to tell you the truth, especially as for as much as I watch NXT. I'd replace NG, NJPW with SmackDown. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, a couple other things I wanted to address. Charlotte Asuka. Um, Happening. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, do you think Charlotte's going to have the heel dynamic here? No. I don't, you think I it's don't, just going to be face I, versus face? Yeah, it'll just be the two best versus each other. Something that my buddy Brad bought, uh, brought up. Carmella still has that damn money in the bank contract. Yeah. So do you see it being cashed in at Mania in this match? Or do you see it potentially happening at the money in the bank match? He also he also put to my attention the NXT thing. Carmella won that battle royal that Asuka lost that was like her one of her only losses even though it wasn't a one-on-one thing Mm -hmm. so it would make sense storyline wise for Carmella to come steal one because she's kind of got her number ish I the only thing is I truthfully and that would make everyone mad because Asuka would win the big one and then Mello would steal I don't know who's gonna win that match between Charlotte and Asuka I truthfully wouldn't be surprised. Dude, Street if, versus title. That's literally like one of the matches I'm looking forward to seeing the most. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Charlotte over. Yeah. Because, you know. Which would be fine. Charlotte's done more for the women's division. Mm-hmm. She's like one of the best in the ring. This period. is Asuka's most formidable opponent in probably ever. Yeah. And so like, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Charlotte over. And I could only see Carmella cashing in if Charlotte wins. So that, you know, Charlotte wins, Carmella cashes in, Charlotte loses. Both the best have lost. Oh, okay. Carmella's got the title. And then that that really gets Carmella over there, too. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. um, if Asuka wins, the, I don't see them in any way making her lose her first one-on-one title by losing a cash-in. Or Carmella cashes in and pulls a sand down and loses. Oh. Which at this point, I mean... Well, yeah, with Carmella. I mean, but you need to get her. Carmella soap just is. You need to get her up because she's actually a decent wrestler. There's no one. There's not a person on that card who's believable. Where Carmella is like, yep, she's winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, I could see her cashing in. And what if Oscar, especially against Oscar? What if Oscar beats Charlotte and then Charlotte turns heel, lays her out, Carmella comes out and takes over? Okay, I get that. Like, does that? Like does that. that one? I, I think that'd be a kind of a, a cool way to do it too. Uh, we do a lot of fantasy booking here on Stick to the Gimmick, of course. Um, last thing I wanted to point out on the main roster, at least. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn legitimately murdered Shane McMahon. Yes, they did. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are going on the overselling here by by Shano. But there is no way he took all of those bumps and didn't get injured, at least. Because he got wrecked. Did you see when they put Shane's head in the in the the chair and they threw it against the the uh, outside uh against the post the post yeah. uh Shane was falling backwards Kevin had to stick his hand out mm-hmm. and 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 like make sure that 
Shane didn't land on the chair because that could have been really bad because Shane's head was legitimately in that, in yeah, that he's chair. Dead. Um, by the way, Shane, if, in case no one knows, uh, announced his uh, leave of absence yeah. as commissioner of SmackDown. Um, and then Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn came out, basically wanted to wish him a parting gift and then just beat the living hell out of him. So they did the chair thing and then they dragged him backstage, threw him onto this like red looking thing. Uh, and then Owens power bombed him on the edge of this this thing, and it was just oh my gosh, dude! Like it looked so painful, and McMahon sold it well. But I mean, he was like cherry red when this stuff happened, and I love where they're going with this. I don't know if it's going to be a triple threat or whatever, but Shano announced that it was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, so I'm already looking forward to it, even if Shane's in it. Um, speaking of Shane leaving and doing the whole leave of absence thing. There was a lot of people who were so, like, salty about that Roman segment on Raw where he walked, like, the fourth wall breaking segment where he walked through the gorilla position and you saw... Absol- that was cool. You saw Absolution there, like, ready for their cue. And, and then like, you saw Shane was Shane was, was there and, like, Vince, Vince were there, yeah. like, on the, like... Who gives a shit? I think that's cool. You bring more reality-based things into it. Yeah, you know, like... Because then you don't know... Once they start blending those things in, you don't know what's real and what's not. Exactly. Like when we were when we were questioning what the Miz was doing on talk, Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. We didn't know whether it was real or a shoot. You know, or, I mean, whether it was real or it was scripted. So, I like that. I like that element. Uh, but your your thoughts on this entire Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon dynamic? I I don't want Shane involved. I just want the Sami. I think they Owens wrote him match. off by doing that. Yeah. You know, and Sami and Kevin are gonna go at it. That's all I want. And we've been asking for that match one-on-one for how long now? A long time. At Mania. And I'd love for it to have a stip. That'd be cool, too. Um, Any other thoughts on the main roster? On the the women's battle royal, I'm not going to call it by the other name. Uh, The women's battle royal, they said that all brands are eligible, and they showed a picture of Shayna and the iconic duo. Did they? So the NXT? Well, I mean, it would have to make sense that there's an NXT in there. Who do you think is going to win it? Do you think it's going to be somebody that's not on the main roster, or that's usually how they do it, though, isn't it? I think Shayna's going to win. They usually give it to someone. Is Shayna going to win, and then she's going to win the night, the NXT title the, the day before, so that your life is a living hell? Probably, <laughs> probably. She'll win the title, and she'll win the freaking royal, the battle royal, and then she's going to be like, "I'm Shayna Baszler. I'm doing all the things." And I'm going to be like, "Please get off my screen." <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think they'll have Kyrie Sane win because she already won the May Young Classic. They um, um... but. Be nice if Emma was still here, because then Emma could have won it. But yeah, I don't know. Not. I it, it, I feel like that battle royal does nothing. Like it doesn't matter who wins it. Well, I mean, you know it, I mean? Did it, it, it went away. It went a decent long way for Cesaro in the in the inaugural Andre the Giant one. Yeah, the first one. It, it gave him Paul Heyman and gave him a direction there for a minute. Yeah, and then there was the Baron Corbin, which did nothing. One, yeah, that didn't really do much. And then there was the Braun one. Did Braun win it? Did did he? Why do I feel like Braun won one? Did Braun win one? Did he? Oh yeah, didn't he not have a WrestleMania match last year? And that's what people were talking about. Braun probably won. It's probably revisionist history. We yeah, and there you go. The fact that I can't remember, yeah, says enough. There you go. There you go. Um, wanted to touch on this real quick. Uh, two hundred five live final four. Roderick Strong versus Cedric Alexander. What a hell of a match. And I'm going to keep talking about it. 205 Live is a hell of a show right now. They're doing excellent work with it. There's actual storylines going on and not just throwing people, you know, six-man six tag matches that have no point whatsoever. There's actual meaning behind it. 
Uh, Roderick Strong, Cedric Alexander. Just think that was probably uh, the match of the week in WWE period. Um, a lot of great dynamics about this. Marty mentioned a spot. He didn't even see the whole match, but he saw the spot where Roddy tossed Cedric into the, the corner post and his back hit it. Oh my that was gosh. Brutal, man. That was so brutal. That's the only thing I saw of any 205 live was that single gif. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't know what Roddy calls his, his finisher, but that suplex into a backbreaker is one of the coolest things I've seen. Um, the, the the storytelling behind it with both guys getting their foot on the ropes after their finishers was great. Um, Cedric didn't even win with a uh, a lung blower. He won with a, a small package. So uh, clearly bo- they believe in both of them a lot. Um, the winner of that match, obviously, was Cedric Alexander. He's going to take on the winner of Mustafa Ali and Drew Gulak uh, on next week's episode. Um, I'm jacked up for that. And I, I hope to hell that that Vince McMahon gives Triple H the opportunity to put that final for the Cruiserweight title on the main card, make it open or something, because it's going to be a good wrestling match. We know it's going to be a good wrestling match. Debut a new title for it. Have that thing get completely 180 like it's been. It'll probably be on the The pre-show. Yeah. It better not go on at five freaking o'clock. That's all I'm asking. That'd be so disrespectful for the way that they're, they're booking that show right now because it's won me over. And by the way, my my my, my good buddy, I used to work with him at ninety two three the fan here. Uh, he goes by Vic Joseph on, tel- on television. Uh, he's been calling those matches uh, uh, in two hundred five live with Nigel McGuinness for a while now. Really proud of the work he's been doing. And he was at the NXT live event last uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, really happy for him, and he's been doing a really good job um, calling those matches. Um, anything else you got on your mind? Nah. Nah? You got nah? I got nothing, man. All right. Um, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, we would like to plug our Cheap Pops Podcast Network. Of course, we got four other great podcasts on there. We have Sports Guys Talk Wrestling. We have Cosmic Geppetto. We got the High Spot Podcast. And, of course, we have Between the Rows by Brian Fritz. Marty, do you have any information on what's going on in their episodes at all? I'm looking. You got nothing? Um, What's today's date? Today's date is Friday, March 16th. Uh, that is when we're recording, by the way, because March Madness is starting very, very shortly. Actually, the first game is starting now. I don't think that I have any information on theirs. Maybe? I don't know. Well, anyways, go, go, go check them yeah, out. Yeah, just listen. They're good, they're, they're good stuff. They're good stuff. Uh, a lot of different stuff. We're an entertainment slash wrestling network. Um, and uh, love being a part of it. We're about two months in here now. Uh, yeah, all the stuff I got's old. Okay. Uh, be sure to like us. Be sure to subscribe to us. Be sure to leave a comment. Ratings. We are on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Radio. I am on Twitter at Spinny Rasslin. He is on Twitter at Martin David Harp. Stick to the Gimmick is on Twitter at Gimmick Pod and on Facebook.com slash Stick to the Gimmick. That's all I got. Marty, I know you got one thing that you're rearing to get out here before we're done. Yes, sir. Uh, tune in next week. Episode 9, correct? Yeah, episode 9. Episode 9. Almost almost hitting the double digits. We're almost there. But uh, tune in next week, episode 9. Got a really good special guest for you guys. It's uh, Jonah Hill. He'll be here. He's going to talk with us. Talk about all the wrestling things, all the wrestling things on episode 9. Jonah Hill, guest host. Come on. Let's go. See you next week. Peace out.